Are you about to start a podcast or producing a podcast and tired of doing the editing yourself? We have produced over 1,000 daily shows and the production team that I've created, they're now available to produce shows for you as well. We can do as little or as much as you need from finding and communicating with guests, preparing introductions, to editing the audio and video. You will sound better, have a more professional presence, and be able to spend your time doing other valuable tasks on your business. Let me know you're interested by emailing me directly at Whitney at LifeBridgeCapital.com. I started exploring multifamily by learning, reading books and listening podcasts like this and, and also, you know, attending conferences. So, and uh, initially I started with investing passively in a couple of deals, then switched towards active side. So, so far I closed one deal as G general partner, 64 units in Charlotte, MSA and keep looking for uh, more deals in multifamily space. Welcome back to the Whitney Sewell podcast called The Real Estate syndication show. It's great to have you here. My name is not Whitney Sewell. I get to be guest host today and I'm a big fan of Whitney's. So it's an honor to be his guest host. My name is Josh McAllen. Met me before on the Capital Hacking Podcast and it is an honor to guest host on my buddy's show. So today you're in for a real treat. Not only do we get to spend a few moments together, just kidding, but Ramakrishna is here. We brought him in through the ether. He's through the Zoom with me. Uh, You'll see him on YouTube if you're listening now. Go check him out on YouTube. His episode's up. And he owns Usha Investment Group. He's passionate, like you and I, about investing through syndications, owning commercial real estate like multifamily. And we can't wait to get him on the air. So welcome to the air, Rama. Thank you much, Josh. It's a great honor to be part of No Syndication Show. I am a huge fan of this uh, podcast. Me too. It's a great, great podcast. And they always bring on people uh, like you, which wonderful stories. So for that, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background, where you live, and what brings you here today? Awesome. Thank you very much. So basically, I came from India. I came two years in 2007. So as an IT professional. So I worked around 15 plus years into IT space. Around 2014-15, I started investing into real estate. Mainly started with single families, townhomes. Then like, you no know, and managing uh, multiple assets and also working full-time is bit challenging so i thought of you know scaling through you know other aspects like that's how i found multifamily so i started exploring multifamily by learning reading books and listening podcasts like this and and also you know attending conferences so and uh, initially i started with investing passively in a couple of deals then switched towards active side so so far i closed one deal as g general partner 64 units in charlotte msa and keep looking for uh, more deals in multifamily space you know, it's exciting to meet you. And, and I always love meeting people that come to this country and grab life big like you're doing and, and just get involved in your dreams and building something. You know, as an IT professional, I imagine you analyze deals very well. You get into the details. Is that one of your superpowers? Yes. Yeah, definitely. That is my strength at this point. Okay. So why did you choose what we're both now here on the show talking about syndication as an investment strategy. Why not just buy houses and flip them and wholesale? What brought you all the way into the space of syndication? 
So definitely, you know, I started with, you know, buying and flipping those stuff. So, but, you know, this is a challenging, you know, I was working full time and, you know, managing these properties in multiple locations. And also, you know, many like, you know, loans point of view also, there is some kind of restriction. So you can purchase, you know, up to 10 units. Uh, behind that is a challenge to getting a debt side. And also if you properties are multiple properties scattered across multiple locations, it's challenging managing point of view and also multiple pool locations in same city if it is if scattered across multiple cities it's also challenging to find multiple you know property management companies or if if i manage self manage uh, self then it's a challenging for me to manage you know multiple locations and the reason i switch towards multi-family you know multi-family side is you will get you know commercial loans non-recourse loans mainly and also you can hire you know full-time property management company or full-time maintenance guy full-time uh leasing agent and to manage these properties in single location instead of you know spreading into multiple locations uh, and also you know these are the advantages in going with you know multi-families and also scalability find up multi-family is better and also you can leverage you know leverage depth side and also leverage others uh, other skills you know uh, other team member skills in multi i love that answer so to summarize we do hear that a lot you know i asked you about why not just do single and you said well isn't it great you know we can get to about 10, I think you said, as a single. If you were buying single houses, you believed you would have gotten to 10. But when you went into syndications, you were able to get to hundreds. Did I summarize that right? And then you love the idea of being able to hire a property management group if they're big enough. And the the units, if there's enough units, and then maybe even hire a maintenance person, then hire a a leasing agent. So I, I hear a lot of business thinking there, and that's what brought you to syndication. Now, there's some other catalyst, because not everybody goes from a house to a a multifamily. Was there an education program or how did you learn about what you now know in multifamily syndication? So mainly uh, I started with reading books, explore a lot in bigger pockets, a lot of content is there. And also listening a lot of, you know, podcasts like Michael Blanc and uh, Joe Fairless and, you know, Whitney Sales podcast, listening a lot of podcasts and reading a lot of books like David Lindahl's books and, you know, other books. And also, you know, attending like mastermind groups, various mastermind groups. Through that, uh, I've started into multifamily space. That's very good. I'm glad to hear Whitney's group was part of that whole chain of wonderful events. As a matter of fact, millions have heard this podcast. So it's a big honor uh, to have you here from the community. So was there a friend as well, or maybe a girlfriend or a wife? Who was it that got you started thinking about real estate? Because, you know, the typical person who does well like yourself in IT probably puts capital into the Wall Street market, I would think, the normal person. So who introduced the whole idea to you? Was it a friend, a relative? Uh, I can say it's a friend, one of my college friends. He was exploring, you know, out-of-state properties. He was exploring North Carolina markets. That's how I, I started. That's right great. Now. And, okay, today, let's fast forward. You have joined as a passive investor in many syndications. How many would you say you've invested in, and what has your experience been so far with the passive side of syndication? Uh, so far, I invested in a couple of deals, mainly, and also I have good experience, uh, no no bad experience, I can say at this point. I'm getting you know good communication, monthly distributions or quarterly distributions, and also you know everything going well. I can say. And then today, how long has it been since you became a general partner and ran your first syndication? So yeah, uh, we we closed my first deal uh, last year. It's, it's almost you know 
close to one year, I can say, 64 units uh, in Salisbury and Charlotte MSA. Okay. And when you went through this, you know, this will be a great deep dive into the education that you can provide today. Would you share with us how you analyzed that 64 unit and what made that property so compelling for you as an investment syndicator? Yes. So we, we got this deal through you no know, broker relations. Broker presented this deal. So once we got, you know, information like, you know, operating memorandum and also, you know, T2L and rent rolls. So we plug in all these numbers into, you know, underwriting model and, you know, analyze the deal by trying the different combinations like agency debt, bed debt and you know, rent projections and different stuff. And so the price per unit is very good for this property and also it's good location, good MSA like Charlotte MSA and North Carolina and IIT5 corridor is growing markets, emerging markets. In the, and that is the one main reason is market and also like population growing and job growth is also good in these markets. And also price, we are get, we got it for, you know, under 100K per, do, per unit. It's very challenging to get below 100 per unit here. And, you know, even current market is a very, very competitive market. Getting this below 100K is a challenging, bit challenging. Deal analysis, the number one critical skill every multifamily investor must know. Want to take your investing career to the next level? Then check out Think Multifamily's Deal Analysis Workshop. For more information, go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash D-A-W. Which is very true. 100K is definitely a good threshold. What is the rent that unit at that property can afford? One unit. Uh, at the one you purchased, what is an average rent? So when when we purchased, the average rent was around seven fifty k, seven fifty per door. Like two bedrooms is uh, trending around eight hundred eight fifty, and one bedroom around seven hundred. Right now we are uh, we are all almost achieving uh, around thousand dollars per two bedroom and around nine hundred dollars per one bedroom. So you brought it up to repeat that a thousand, almost a thousand dollars per two bedroom, up from about eight hundred. Yeah. So a twenty plus percent lift, and then you running the single room one bedrooms from 750 to what what is it now 900 900 and how is your occupancy doing so occupancy we are good right now we are around 95 occupancy so we we stabilized the property last nine to ten months and what was it when you bought it how much occupancy so occupancy was good around 90, 87, 90, but, you know, we have challenges with, you know, I mean, our rentals, we evicted a lot of bad tenants around 30, 35%. Percentage. So and we established the property right now. Well, let's keep learning from you, if you don't mind, Professor. Teach us about some of the challenges when you got there. That's a lot of increase. You know, it's good increase for you and your investors in rent. Did you need to do construction? How much? Was that budget? Those types of facts and, and the challenges at the beginning. So, yeah. So when we purchased, you know, uh, occupancy was good, but, you know, we have you no know, bad tenants. So we, we have a lot of bad tenants and it took some time. But we from renovations point of we did some good improvements like, you know, parking, we fixed the parking lot, we renovated the complete parking lot, exterior point of view. So interior point of view, we did like minor renovations whenever there's, whenever we evicted events, we did some kind of moderate renovations and uh, those kind of stuff. And the one thing uh, impacted is loan, you know, interest rates. We, we purchased with bridge loan. So rates was a bit low when we purchased, now it increased. So that definitely impacted, you know, overall return. So we, we need to pay higher mortgages, no mortgage rents. You have to pay higher what? Can I ask you to repeat what you just said? 
mortgage rents, mortgages. Mortgages. Okay. And are you out of the bridge loan now or are you still in the bridge loan? So we are still in the bridge loan. Okay. And what is your strategy to get out of the bridge loan? So we, we purchased the rate cap. So, but we were at this point, we are like almost 6.75 something we are paying around that. We were exploring, you know, uh, agency debts, but, you know, we were exploring at this point, I can say. Exploring it. Yeah. And this property was purchased when? 2022, around March. Okay, so less than a year, less almost a year. And uh, what have you learned that's going to allow you to do a, a really great job in the future? So definitely, you know, so we, we need to keep more reserves to see, you know, all these kind of changes. Definitely keeping enough reserves is important and you know, underwriting more conservatively, you know, is definitely uh, I will consider. Those are smart choices. What was the size of the overall purchase? Was it $6 million, $7 million? 5.125 million. Okay, 5.1 because 60 units. Yeah. So under 100,000, got it. And when you bought it, how much debt did you need and how much equity did you need? Around 70 LTV. So we, I think we got around 3.7 debt from lender plus around 500, 550K from CapEx budget from lender itself. And we raised around 1.7 to 1.8 million. Okay, so you raised almost to 1.8 million. Yeah. And how did you go about raising the 1.8 million? Who were those investors? How did you find them? So ma- mainly like we we leveraged with the experienced partners of one of the KP who raised most of the capital. So he, he leveraged his investors base to raise capital. Okay, so that you were able to participate, but they had more of the investors. And what about your role today? What is your role in this partnership? I saw so this deal. So I was, you know, acquisition side. So I'm also involving in asset management. And uh, if you're in the asset management, does that mean you, li- do you actually visit the property or do you have third party property management? So we have in-house property management company. So we have, you know, part-time leasing agent and our full-time maintenance guy. So, so I visit once in a while, yeah. And you're their boss. That's the way you structured it as the asset manager. Yeah, we have property. partners also. Well, that's great. So w- with your partners and your KP, uh, I think you called it the key person, the other key person who helped bring in the capital. What is their responsibility on the day-to-day? So day-to-day point of view, uh, they're also involved in asset management side. At this point, we are completely into asset management side, right? So we we participate weekly, you know, asset management costs, you know, we go through all the uh, key numbers, KPIs, like occupancy and, you know, all this stuff. Uh, then we have any challenges, have anything, we will question that to property management company and also we'll provide some kind of solutions how we need to tackle that problem. So that is how we, we are doing. That. Wonderful. And have you been able to start distributions to the investors yet? Uh, not yet. So what is your expectation? When do you think you'll be able to do that? We are, we are planning. Uh, we are exploring other options from lending point of view. So we'll see, you know, at this point. And has the value gone up? Yeah, definitely it's going up. Another challenge is interest rates also went up. So, and also it is impacting, you know, exit cap also. So we, we're exploring all possible options. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been great getting to know you. What else is going on in your world that we forgot to ask you? So we, we keep looking for, you know, we keep actively looking for more deals in this space, uh, actively. And also I'm also organizing a virtual conference called Multifamily AP360. It's coming up in February 17, 18, 19. 
I'm focusing on that, educating actual passive investors on it, uh, and also networking opportunities, new investors, also experienced investors. Tell us more about multifamily AP 360. Does that mean active passive 360? Is that what you mean by AP? Yes. yes. Okay. Who will be speaking at your virtual summit? So many, like a lot of uh, experienced operators from multifamily space and also behind multifamily, mainly like, you know, active investors and also passive investors. From active investors point of view, like capital raisers and also asset managers uh, and also, you know, various mindset related stuff. Uh, from passive investing side, so all the experienced passive investors who have like, you know, 15, 15 years experience are uh, investing in like 20 plus 30 plus deals. And also focusing on different concepts like favorable asset classes for next two to five years or next five to 10 years. And also, you know, uh, capitalizing best practices, trends and markets to invest in 2023, those kind of stuff and retail space and uh, mobile home park space and also RV park space and uh, those kind of stuff will be touching this. That's wonderful. And when will that be? It's February 17, 18, 19. And is there a cost to attend? Yes, so it's like $59 for regular uh, VIP for $119. Well, it's great to meet you. We look forward to following up and hearing how that property is going. Thank you so much for uh, being a guest today. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, it's nice chatting with you. And tell us how we can follow up if our listeners would like to learn more. Uh, they can connect me through ushacapital.com slash podcast or info info at ushacapital.com. Also, they can go through you know, multifamilyap360.com to register multifamilyap360 tickets. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.